0: To Salam Doll, the podcast where Muslim women don't fit the stereotypes, we break them. I'm your host, Zara Pedersen. You can find this episode and the full archive of all the episodes on Zarapedison.com. Welcome to the show. Salam doll and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so stoked that you're here again. And if you're new, hello, 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 welcome. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I put out a new episode every single Wednesday and it's a new guest every single week talking about another exciting way that she is inspiring the world to do and be a better place. So today is absolutely no different. I have got an incredible young woman here on the podcast with me today and it's actually kind of a funny story and I wanna just share that really quickly because I feel like there's a real good point to be made of this. I didn't know of this girl, you know, like just like a month ago because I I just never i had never seen her around but the thing is that somebody else that I'm following on on Instagram shared her profile on her timeline and was like this is this girl you know you need to go check her out see her stuff and I was like huh okay and I clicked on the profile and I saw her and I was like yes yes I want to connect with this girl and so I did and I reached out to her and I was like girl you need to be on the podcast I'm loving your stuff But the thing about the whole thing is I wouldn't have known about that unless the other friend had shared her profile on her timeline. And I really feel like that's a great example of why we should always, 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 always share the amazing people around us when, whenever we can. And so for me, it's doing it, you know, obviously also on socials and stuff like that when I see something really amazing. But first and foremost, it's here on my podcast, bringing you all these amazing women for you to hear their story what they do for work how they're trying to change the world for the better and i'm genuinely hoping that when you hear something that you like and you connect with one of these guests one of these women on the podcast that you do go and you check them out on the socials and give them a follow and that you're you know supporting their content and also let's be real buying from them you know that's where the power is help them maintain their businesses right and help them elevate to that next level but all of that basically just to sort of prove the point that you know we rise together or we fall together and I'd rather have that we rise together so when you see someone doing great honey share share it because we're interested okay (laughs) all right so enough of that I want to introduce you to today's guest today. I am speaking to Sara Atiat. She's an artist based in North Carolina. She owns a small business called Scripted by Sara and specializes in calligraphy, watercolor and digital illustration. She uses her Instagram platform to showcase artwork that also creates discussion around mental health and growth and she hopes to inspire others through her passion for art to live a better life. I am very excited for you guys to meet this wonderful young lady. So I'm going to start blabbering on now and let sarah come in here and share her gold sarah salaam alaikum
1: how are you i'm really good how are you good alhamdulillah i'm glad to be here i'm very honored uh that you reached out to me and, and asked me to come join your podcast
0: how could I not? I mean, I just, like, how could I not? You know, I saw you, um, uh, um, I saw your um, your GIFs being shared on my Instagram timeline. And I was so, I, I just fell in love with it yeah. immediately. And I was like, oh my God, look, I can use GIFs that say salam and Ava Baric and all these good things. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh. I'm included. <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. I um I've already given the listeners a short introduction of who you are, but in your own words, would you like to share who you are with them? Yeah, sure. Um. So my name is Sara
1: Atiyat. I'm 31 years old, and I'm a calligraphy and watercolor artist. Um. I've always been into art ever since I was little. Uh. But when I started college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and um. I went, I ended up getting my bachelor's in psychology and linguistics. Um, and then I went on to do my master's in teaching and, uh, you know, it was only like five years ago that I picked up art again. And I decided to just, I randomly was like, let me just start sharing this on Instagram. And then, you know, I started getting good feedback and people, um, were telling me that, you know, I I should keep going. Uh, So then, you know, before, you know, it ended up into a small business uh, where I sell like my prints. And, um, uh, you know, I try to incorporate my psychology background with my art too. And I try to center a lot of my art around like growth and um, mental wellness and just anything that could inspire people.
0: I love that. I love that so much. So you said you got back into art like five years ago.
1: Yeah. Can you
0: explain like what prompted that decision? Sure. I mean, uh, like I said, like I've always
1: been into art, but I I'd never thought I would go into like the art field, um, you know, and so it was just like a hobby of mine. But recently I discovered lettering and like calligraphy in English and uh, I I just thought it was so beautiful and I wanted to learn. So I would honestly just practice and just, you know, a lot of times just look at Instagram or YouTube videos and just um, try to letter, uh, you know, according to how they were teaching it. And um, that's basically how I started. It was just practicing uh, with lettering. And um, I also picked up painting and watercolor,
0: and yeah, I love that, especially as well, because I, it gives like I, I could be completely wrong, by the way, but it gives an impression that you had to actually learn to get to the, you know, the the, the talent or the skill level that you're at right now. I know that that's like, oh, well, does, but it's <laughs> but more sort of like it wasn't, you know, my, my brother, for instance, he's like a natural artist that right. like, there's so many creative souls in my family yeah. with painting and drawing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And my brothers had it since he was a child. Oh. I mean, was that the same for you, or did you like? It sounds like you had to kind of learn.
1: No, it was it was the same. Like I, I but I was more into drawing at that time. Um, so the lettering and the calligraphy did come later. Like it was something that I did have to learn because uh, it's a skill that you you really need to to master. Like after time, you know, using uh, pressure on your hand and and. Um, you know, figuring that how to use, you know, different pens and different styles. So that with calligraphy, it is something that, yeah, I had to
0: learn over time. That's really cool. So in in getting into that whole world, I mean, did you knowingly know that you wanted to start creating like these little character drawings with a hijabi? Or is that something that came with time?
1: Yeah, it's something that came with time. Um, You know, when I first started my Instagram page, it was all about sharing like positive quotes, you know, verses from the Quran, Um, just anything that I thought could be inspirational. And then just about like last year, um, I kind of started drawing more like illustrations. And, you know, I wanted to like it was kind of like a representation of me. So, you know, I, I know a lot of hijabi women do like also like to see that they're also represented and included um so for me i i just like would illustrate um hijabi into the different comics it wasn't necessarily related to like muslim topics but i just wanted to show okay like you know we go through different struggles that everybody else does and um and yeah so i and the gif thing was uh again just something where i realized that on instagram stories if you wanted to use like um, any gifs like there's just like a multitude of different ones, but not too many that were uh with hijabis or just um uh you know that included Muslims.
0: I think you're really right because I, one of the things that I've noticed on the stories you know, you got your emoji with the little hijabi girl, yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> unfortunately, you know, you got the little man with the turban that people think is Muslim, but yeah. I, I'm like, He's Hindu, is that <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> that people use him But like, we're we're quite limited in like our you know, uh, illustrations. Right. And as you said, there's a multitude of mul- multitude of other mm-hmm. illustrations out there and GIFs that we can use, but there's some of them, you know, where we're just, there's a lack, there yeah. is a lack. And and there is a sense of wanting to feel included and feel like, well, I can actually use this little drawing of a girl in a hijab and she's not right. like the emoji girl. She's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with little, you know, little sayings and stuff. Right. And it, it makes a person feel included. And that's what I really love about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, um, I think one of the things that for me has been really interesting in seeing is, as you said, like, you know, it's the, there's that point of it's not necessarily whether or not you make a drawing or an illustration that is specifically only on a Muslim topic. It is that every topic is a Muslim topic because... exactly. We're living the same, we're, you know, we're not secluded from having, you know, shopping at Target or whatever. I mean, I, I am because I'm in Denmark, but in America.
1: <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, I do, you know, I feel like that's a very important point is that with my art, I wasn't sure who my audience was for a while. I was just kind of, um, you know, lettering and stuff that wasn't directly towards Muslims. Uh, and then as i started incorporating like the drawings with the hijabis and stuff i a lot more muslims started coming to my page and um just about like you know when covid started i feel like my page kind of shifted towards talking more about mental health and um you know a lot of muslims i i feel like shy away from those topics and so i felt like okay well at least like you know when i'm talking about um you know mental health topics i want to like draw a hijabi and just like you know make it known that like we as muslims also you know have mental health struggles and um with covid i personally like you know i I started getting a a bit of anxiety and like feeling like um you know (laughs) well as muslims like a lot of times we'll be like you know you have to stay positive and just act as if like feeling like worried and stuff is not islamic and it's like Um, it goes against the sum and stuff. So uh, On my instagram page, I, I felt like that started being a little bit of um, of like my outlet of like, you know sharing Okay, this is kind of my struggles, but without directly saying it's like a personal struggle, but like talking about um anxiety and and you know, uh thinking Quote unquote like positively all the time how that's not, you know, very healthy and um you know I just felt like that's that's very important for like the muslim community to always to to try to like think about more
0: yeah and and I and I love how you said like you know be, you know during covid and everything we all went through you know well the whole world kind of went through yeah. these uncertain times and and there is a lot of anxiety going on and depression as a result of the lockdowns and everything and the uncertainty the fears around what's happening around the world and I I just love that you 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 came into the topic of mental health and and sharing more about that you know now you said as well that you're you know you you studied psychology so it's really relevant as well I guess for you because you know a lot about it as well mm-hmm. which makes you not just kind of you know
1: right right I guess
0: just sharing stuff just for the sake of sharing but like there's actual like Mm. weight weight and uh, validity to what you're saying which is really interesting I'm wondering if you feel like um, it's easier to talk about these kinds of subjects when you're using illustrations rather than putting like I know that you've got posts as well where you've got your face uh, where you are showing yourself but I mean is it easier to speak about these subjects through illustrations do you think
1: uh I think so yeah because I I'll do like um you know I did like one illustration where I spoke about toxic positivity and I used a hijabi and I used just so uh just you know somebody who's not wearing hijab and it was like conversation showing like um what toxic positivity would sound like versus how to respond to somebody who's saying they're worried or they have, you know, um, you know, struggles and and uh, anxiety and stuff. It it, it is easier because um, I think it kind of makes it more relatable when you're like having just a, just people who are showing, you know, a conversation and things that you you're probably gonna be. Um, confronted with when, when you speak to somebody who might be saying like, you know, I'm, I, I'm worried or I'm feeling anxious. Um, but it is easier to draw it out than to have, I guess for me personally, like, I don't like to like, uh, put myself in, like, I don't know, like to show like, okay, this is my, uh,
0: this is what I'm going through or I don't know. Personally, that's just how I feel. No, and I—it I, makes so much sense, you know. And I think that a lot of us feel that way, which is also why you get this, I guess, is toxic posi- positivity, mm-hmm. as you call it, you know, where people are, would sooner just pretend that they're okay uh, right. and and keep sharing that message instead of actually saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm struggling here." But I think you're actually in the in the in sort of like the majority of people who would rather not. so you know i totally understand that i totally Mm. understand that well Um, for me
1: uh i guess a lot of artists can relate to this but like we don't uh, if you go to like a lot of artists pages they won't be showing like themselves (laughs) because they just a lot of a lot of times they're introverted and um they they have a hard time putting themselves out there and showing their faces and stuff so it was only recently that i started kind of um you know, coming out of my shell and being like, okay, well, this is who I am. And um, I, I find that people actually like that because they they get to see who's behind the account and connect to you as like a person and not just just seeing like, you know, your your art on Instagram.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I had um, um in, a, in an episode before this one, when this comes out, this this other episode mm-hmm. will have come out as we're recording. It's not actually yeah. out yet. Um, and uh, her name is Nasra Sharif and she's also an Instagram influencer. Um, And she also only in the last sort of year started showing her face as well, you know. And I've always, I've always thought it was such an interesting thing, and I also talked to her about that in in that episode. Um, but I, I do quite like it because in a. Again, yet another previous episode with um, Jennifer Ogunyemi, who's the founder of Sisters in Business. She said something to me, I think in the podcast or either in the podcast or in a conversation we had right before we recorded. You know, when you're selling something, we need to see your Mm faces. And she said it and I was just like, oh, my God, that's gold. You know, (laughs) there's a connection. Yeah, I feel like and it's not to say you can't have that Mm -hmm. if you don't share your face. But there's um, it becomes personal. Right, exactly. Somehow, you know, you you feel closer to the person. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I follow a lot of um, accounts on Instagram where I never see, like, I don't know who the person behind them is. And then there are accounts that do show their face every now and then, um, and you feel a lot more connected to them. And and especially if you are, you know, you have a small business like myself, um, if you start showing your face and talking to the camera more, uh, people we'll be like oh this is more memorable to them and they remember you and they remember you know what kind of message you're trying to put across a lot a lot more clearly than than just like uh posting words and and you know your art
0: but yeah yeah. and so what made what made that change for you what made you think you know what I need to post more pictures of my face what yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I I feel like this year I guess just the past couple of months of the, the beginning of the year I feel like okay I want to start um just connecting more with my audience. I was starting to feel a bit um like frustrated I guess with Instagram because they've changed like their algorithm and stuff and um it's a lot harder to get seen on on your on Instagram feeds. So I feel like, okay, well, if I, if I start connecting more like genuinely and showing myself and, and, um, you know, talking just about anything random, um, people will, will remember me more and want to come check out my stuff more often. Um, and I just, I just wanted to add to, um, your question about whether I, I would like, I guess, speak myself about like mental health stuff. Um, and, I feel like even though I have a psychology background, I'm obviously not like a therapist or anything, so I don't have, you know, any credentials, I guess. Um, You have
0: more than the most of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, it's a different – I feel like it's a lot more um, tricky to, like, make myself seem like I I know about uh, how to help you with, like, mental health. It's more of, like, me just sharing that – people, Muslims do go through these struggles as well. And we should just be, be more open uh, about, about them and talking about them more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I do appreciate that you said that as well, though, because, uh, you know, so just as you said, like so people don't assume that you're a therapist. And right. I mean, people will probably still reach out to you. And I'm sure they do already and, and want to sort of confide in you and share their problems and 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 ask you for yeah. advice and guidance, you know. But it's the same with me. You know, I'm, I'm very vocal about my mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, you know, I, I call myself a mental health advocate. I mm-hmm. speak up a lot about the subject, especially for the Muslim communities, because I do, as you said as well earlier in this episode. You know, that there there is stigma. We're not talking about this. And it's not, Mm -hmm. it's it's frowned upon to talk about Mm -hmm. in in some uh, communities. And I think one of the things for me is I'm not a therapist either. I'm I'm a life coach, you know, (laughs) that's what I do. But, you know, a life coach is very different from, you know, a licensed therapist. Um, but I find that just by sharing my experiences and the, some of the symptoms that I'm going through, some of the thoughts that I have, it's not necessarily saying, this is what you need to do and step by step mm-hmm. follow this. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm just, I think it's it's just trying to make people feel less alone right. with awesome. um, their struggles. And I think that's also what your drawings are doing in many ways. I mean, because in one thing, because you're, you do address you know more heavy subjects, but also because you're you're doing it in a way where people can relate with the hijabi we know instantly that she's muslim we're we're not questioning it you know and that's a really nice thing that you're doing for a lot of people
1: thank you um
0: do you think that um a lot of people you know since you started drawing the um the the little hijabi girl do you do you think that that was sort of the switch for you from to to start really getting a lot of followers
1: uh Honestly, no, the followers, um, have dropped actually <laughs> for like, a oh, while. Really? yeah, because, um, I don't, I don't know honestly why. I think one of my friends on Instagram said that they have like a lot of bots on Instagram now. And so they're trying to crack down on those, you know, like fake accounts and people who are inactive. And so my followers dropped for a while. Um, but I, but that's fine. Like to me, honestly, I don't, Uh, I don't focus on that anymore and um, it's more about gaining people who actually want to like hear you know what I have to say and and and, uh, look at the art that I that I have to share Um, but I do feel uh, that like my audience has shifted a little bit like even okay we're not talking about the numbers per se but um, you know I I have gained followers and lost followers so the ones that I've gained um, I, I think are definitely a different type of audience that's more interested in having these types of conversations and and, um, talking about real topics like, you know, mental health. And um, yeah, it's definitely different.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering. I mean, it's not for, for whether or not you know it's the popularity Instagram counting the followers or anything. I was just wondering because you said that the, the 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 little illustrations of the hijabi girl came later, and I was just wondering what kind of impact you you feel like that had on the audience. Um, yeah. Because personally, I you know I when I see a drawing of a little hijabi girl and I see an account that takes folks on that, I'm immediately more interested mm-hmm. than you know just. Right, I mean, you, you know, you got you know, you know, you got the classic, you know, the, the what's it called, the boo and bog or something drawing right. accounts and stuff like that. But it's very rare for me to see yeah. little comics of a hijabi. Yeah, and so for that reason, I'm more interested. Right, and I was just wondering if you'd seen that kind of. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah uh i have i have like I, I mean there are um other muslim women who uh have art accounts and they draw little hijabis as well um but everybody has their own style and i guess what makes my um page different right now is that i, I do try to talk about things in general not not just like um uh, like muslim topics like you know not just sharing about um uh i guess like things that we go through as Muslims. But like, um, you know, I, I focus on like the mental health aspect and, um,
0: and just try to inspire, um, you know, my, my audience. No, that I think that's great. I think it's it's funny that you say, you know, like, there's other women who also and I, and I'm absolutely 100% certain that there is. But I guess as also, as you said earlier, you know, with uh, the algorithms on social media, it can be really difficult to find the accounts that makes most sense for you to follow and it's something that I've experienced as well and and actually I don't know if you've heard of the clubhouse that new social media yeah yeah so it wasn't until I went on that that I realized how many uh, you know entrepreneurs and Muslim creatives and you know and 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 when I'm saying this I'm talking about the female (laughs) Muslim creatives and entrepreneurs and all of a sudden I found myself you know inundated with these women but they were never showing up on my you know explorer page um and 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 i and i do know i I know a lot of um black creators have spoken about this as well you know that instagram will favor you know the no offense to anybody but you know like the white woman and the white man Mm. and kind of push content away that looks uh, you know, like a minority. (laughs) It's just like, well, it's not even a minority because (laughs) you know know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: No, I, 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 I haven't heard of that, (laughs) of like the algorithm maybe pushing, um, different minorities, but, um,
0: yeah. And it's not to sort of like have that whole conversation. It was just because it's a thing that I've thought about since I was made aware of it, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I need to be far more active in on, especially on the Explorer page because Instagram has one thing that it wants to push out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be super active in, when I see something that I do like, something from Muslims, something from the black communities, something from anywhere else, I need to actively go and like and comment to show them I'm interested in this yeah um, it's, it's a hard battle because it'll always go back to what it knows unless you're con- like kind of on top of it right. but yeah I guess uh, you know I digress on that topic. <laughs> right. but it's just funny because it, it means that it's it's really difficult for someone like me to connect with someone like you right. even though I really want to <laughs> yeah
1: it is um, I mean like I, I think if it wasn't for um, Hufsa <laughs> posting my gifs I don't th- I don't know if you would have even found them or found my page. Um, exactly yeah and the gifs are are not easy to find like there are just there are so many uh on instagram that you could use so unless you know like my specific name to search um
0: you might yeah that's the thing because i had to search you know your instagram scripted by sarah i had to search that in order to get Um, The GIFs come up, you know, and everybody should definitely do that. All the listeners go in. By the way, if you're looking for some really cute Muslim GIFs, just go in and write scripted by Sarah and they'll all come up and you should definitely use them because they're absolutely gorgeous. I want to go into a slightly different um, or like in a different tangent as well. And I kind of want to hear how you felt that the community, whether it be your family, your immediate community where you live or even the online community reacts to seeing, you know, a, a female Muslim woman who is, you know, doing illustrations, mm. because I, in a lot of our communities, you know, we're guided towards, you know, studying psychology, or studying dentistry, or doctors, or whatever, right? Um, That's,
1: that's uh, a good point, like, I, I mean, from my background, like, uh, from my, my parents, I should say, like, they, they were pretty more, uh, more open-minded with these things like my sister um is a graphic designer and the and one brother is into personal training and the other brother is in uh in statistics so um you know we're all doing different things it wasn't the traditional like you know you should be a doctor and and so for me i went into teaching that's what i ended up doing but with the art business uh my my family is like really proud of you know me and like what i'm doing and uh my friends as well. I I get a lot of, like, um, the other day I was on the phone with my friend and she, I hadn't caught up with her in a long time. And she was just saying, like, I really love that you're combining, you know, like your psychology background with your art. And you've really, like, you know, transformed your page. It wasn't, it's not just like, you know, fun quotes and stuff. It's like, you're trying to, like, uh, make more of an impact on on Muslims and just in general uh, people. So, yeah, I mean, I find good feedback, alhamdulillah, with
0: it. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. And how about, um, like, from the online community? Has um, it been quite supportive as well? Like, I know, for instance, that there are some Muslims who are of the belief that you're not allowed to draw faces, for instance. Okay. And I'm just wondering if if you've heard any of that or if there's been any sort of pushback from from the Muslim community? from uh, that?
1: No, alhamdulillah, I haven't had any um, experience with pushback or anything, but I, I know I know of that opinion existing, and um, you know there are different difference of opinions with these things, and um, like for me, I guess because I personally think that it's okay, it's it's allowed for you to draw, um, and for me, like I, my illustrations are mostly like cartoony anyway, so even that people will. Um, Argue about whether it's You know, allowed or not To draw like a full cartoon I guess, person But um, uh, alhamdulillah I haven't had like anybody telling me Like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this Or anything like that I'm sure people like that exist But, um, you know, I, I haven't had any experience with it
0: no, that's really good, Alhamdulillah. I was just wondering personally because I was raised, um, you know, like like I'm pretty sure like 99.9% of all Muslims who were raised in a non-Muslim country are. Uh, I used my Sundays um, in Arabic school and Quran school, you know. <laughs> and, and I still remember that one lesson because I was doodling. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been doing anyway, but I was sitting and doodling and making a face and then the teacher came over and she looked down and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm busted now and everything. And she she took the drawing and she used it used it as an example in the teaching to sort of be like, you're not allowed to draw faces. Oh, wow. and she was like, Oh, wow. OK. Not only was I not listening in class, I was also doing something that I wasn't allowed. To. Mm-hmm. So I, I have that that's such a vivid memory for me yeah. because. I guess because I got busted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> Super embarrassing. But it was just—I just remember that because I couldn't really, I couldn't really get it out of my head. But I've I've since come to know that it's like it's more like how you interpret things and how you see things and such. So yeah. I'm really happy to hear that you haven't been experiencing any of that. Mm-hmm. When did you start selling your stuff then on um, Etsy?
1: uh about four years ago i opened up my shop um and like i said initially it was it was just like watercolor prints and i still have those um still up on my shop but now i'm trying to shift it like i i uh, recently put out um sweatshirts that say you know the real vibes only (laughs) and for me that was that was i guess where i decided to step out of my shell and just like post okay here's a picture of me wearing that and then explaining explaining what it meant, you know, because
0: I love that post.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it, because it's so true. (laughs) I just love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we, we, I don't know if you've heard of the term toxic positivity. It was, it was new, I guess, like, to me around a year ago, and I I didn't understand, like, what that really meant. Um, But just this idea of, Always being like overly positive, you, thinking that you always have to be like happy, and no one, no one's like that in real life. Um, you know, we go through different emotions, and that's completely natural. You know, we go through sadness, anger. Um, so, so this idea of like that we see a lot on Instagram and social media of good vibes only and positive vibes only, and it's actually kind of unhealthy because, it's, you know. It's not all like I said all about the positive times all the time and we have to be you know more real about it especially on social media you get on and you see um, people you know it looks like they're just living the perfect life all the time and um, so that that was the my recent message that
0: I'm trying to put out is to be a, I, more real. Yeah. I I think it's great and I also see that more and more influencers are starting to be more real about things Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of toxicity around putting out, like, a positive message and only a positive message. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for, like, you know, creating a visually pleasing timeline, you know, being creative with your photography and your art and making sure that it looks good. But I think the captions also then need to – service you know have, have the purpose of also from time to time being like a reminder of what reality actually is and it's not always happy mm-hmm. and, I, and I think as, as well you know in, in what you're doing and I'm again seeing a lot of Muslim influencers getting more uh, on top of the subject is you know with the mental health for instance just being really open and honest about you know it's, it's fine yeah. that you're going through a hard time and nothing's wrong with you we're all going through it and you know we need to just be better at accepting and talking about these subjects so uh, do you have any plans for sort of with your etsy like do you want to stay on etsy and um, for those of you who don't know etsy is like a, a, an online platform for a uh, small is it like just small creators creative creators drawings yeah. knitting, stuff Hand-made, like that
1: homemade like small businesses yeah
0: yeah exactly um do you want to take it further than that do you think or do you want to keep it sort of
1: uh no i, I Think you know? I want to move away from Etsy. Uh, I've been on there for four years now, and um, there's just a lot of competition. A lot of artists are on there, which is awesome to see. Uh, but you know, it's it's hard to be found on Etsy. There's just like so many so many businesses on there, and so I wanna I wanna open up my own website and like have my own shop
0: too. So that that's in my. I think that's a great idea and I I was actually also going to ask but maybe this is I mean uh, but but you kind of touched on it but I guess it's not really uh, the same because I was actually going to say how well known is Etsy in the Muslim communities I guess it depends on where you are in the world maybe but I mean do you find that you're getting a lot of organic traffic from Muslim women who would be interested in buying you Um know
1: yeah, I mean, I, I know there are a lot of um, Muslim sellers. So I know that there's a Muslim audience out there that is finding stuff on Etsy, but I don't think um, it's that popular yet. Um, because a lot of my uh, customers are non-Muslim actually. Since, since like I said, I, I do paintings and I do lettering and I'll put just like general quotes that aren't just like Islamic quotes. So I, I have a lot of customers who are non-Muslim actually finding me on Etsy. And that's why, you know, Instagram does play a big role for me uh, in terms of attracting, you know, more Muslims uh, because putting myself out there and also making these, like, illustrations with a hijabi, it's definitely getting people to realize, oh, there's, like, there's a Muslim artist on Etsy who, you know, we can relate to. Uh, But in general, though, I would say, like, Muslims don't uh, gravitate at least my experience, I feel like uh, because the Muslim community isn't, like, so focused on art and, like, appreciating art, like, a lot of times, like we were saying earlier, they, a lot of Muslim families encourage their kids, to, like, go into doctor, you know, like, the doctor field and stuff, so for me, like, I've tried to um, sell some of my work at, I've, I don't know if you've ever heard of the ICNA convention. Uh well ikna it's an islamic yeah. it's a big islamic con- convention in the u.s um and so you know I've, I've tried to sell there once i had a booth and it went well alhamdulillah but i did feel like a lot of times people would pass my booth and i i remember like some daughters would come with their moms and they would their mom would be like oh like this much for for the for a water bottle or like you know they they, they wouldn't um i guess appreciate the art on it as much
0: um I don't know that's just my experience with like the craft of it that people don't realize the amount of hours that goes into creating a piece of art and you know so you're not paying for the water bottle you're paying for the hours Mm -hmm. that went into it but yeah I guess I, I guess I can understand that you know is that something that you felt a lot of
1: Um, I did, yeah. I I felt like uh, that's why I was attracting more non-Muslims to my page and and to my Etsy shop. Um, I I just, I don't know. I don't want to make a generalization, but I felt like for a while, Muslims weren't, um, the community around me, rather, was not appreciating, like, the art itself that goes into it and the time and the effort. And um, people like to haggle a lot with with uh, our (laughs) cultures and stuff so they would come to to me and want to like hire me for for something for a project whatever but they'd be like you know maybe it shouldn't be this much maybe it should be that much and and um i I feel like i only experienced that with the muslims in that I've, you know, had come approach me, but uh, non-Muslims don't do. That. <laughs> they
0: don't. Yeah. Oh, You know what? You've just touched on such a subject right there. I mean, I, I could, I can go on on that one. I've also spoken to other people about it, especially female entrepreneurs, and we're really bad at valuing each other's work mm-hmm. properly, and we kind of feel entitled to sort of haggle and be like, oh, give me a discount. It's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you should pay full price for me and try and haggle with somebody else you know like right. as, as you said you know the the non-muslim white women wouldn't try to haggle they'd just be like oh that's the price okay that's either what i pay for it or not i right. don't know where that culture comes from i, <laughs> I don't know genuinely i'm so baffled by it <laughs> yeah it's- so, so what do you see um with, with um scripted by sarah in the future like what would you like for it to do or be where do you see this going for you um,
1: well, I, I definitely want to continue with this. I, you know, it's it's been like, my passion. And, um, you know, with with what I did study in, in college, and what I graduated, you know, with, and uh, I, I felt like, okay, that wasn't as fulfilling as, as this right now. So this, you know, I, I want to continue with it, I want to open up my own um, website. And um, I want to come out with a lot more uh different products not just like the prints that i was doing for a while so the sweatshirts came out and i want to um have it more be like of a i guess lifestyle brand like in a way um using like the different calligraphy and my lettering and whatnot but having that incorporated into stuff people want to like you know go out and and have like a certain phrase on their on their you know clothes and stuff so uh
0: yeah yeah I think that's also something that is missing you know I'd love to to be able to go into a shop and just like you can see you know in H&M there'll be a you know a t-shirt that says hello you're beautiful or something I don't know something, yeah, something, yeah. That kind of thing. I, would, I would love it if there was you know a shirt maybe a collaboration with you in the future maybe not H&M but anyway anything that you would want yeah. you know Where there is some type of inclusivity that would say salam or hijabi power or some I don't know whatever it might be right again it sounds so tacky when I say it this way I don't mean for it to be but it's just that you know finding more merch with logos sayings drawings um wordings that feels more relatable yeah I mean in a lot of ways
1: well you said you don't have a target um in Denmark but here uh, <laughs> Target is huge and um, I would love to like see my stuff in Target like there's there's a lot of um, like cute things that I'll see for Christmas and like um, uh, you know the, the different holidays but there's, there's never at least here now there's n- nothing for Eid or like Ramadan and stuff so I would love to like in the future inshallah make um, products that could be sold there that are you know Geared towards Muslims, like you said. So,
0: yeah, that would be so nice to yeah. see. And I really hope that you'll be able to make that work at some point. Sure. In the, in the, near future <laughs> inshallah. I mean I think that would be amazing as you say you know there's so much for Christmas and everything else Easter and it's, it would just you know in, in when I lived in the UK in London the um, supermarkets uh, some of the biggest supermarkets during Ramadan would have like a Eid Mubarak um, like a Eid little section where they'd be selling more dates and water and yeah I think they even sold those you know it's called crackers or what are they called the ones that you pull from each side and it goes bang for Christmas oh I don't know <laughs> no, those things anyway I think okay, they called- yeah. could be absolutely wrong but either way it's like a little round thing yeah like you know toilet roll empty toilet roll and it's packed up and then you pull from each side and it goes bang
1: oh, oh and they sell
0: those as well for uh, in some of the sh- in some of the supermarkets as well and it just it makes you feel really nice and yeah just included in in something mm-hmm. you know that they they will try and make an effort and it will just be really nice to see other shops also being able to do it with you know a mug or something you know it doesn't have to be something that is necessarily related to islam or being Mm -hmm. muslim it could just literally be there's a pen with you know salaam alaikum written on it in anything i mean i'm just
1: (laughs) no i I completely agree and I, i would love to see that one day so I would love to be part of making that happen too here in the the U.S. So inshallah,
0: that's... Yeah, inshallah, I'll I'll keep you in my du'as and and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you'll be able to make it work. You know, your drawings are absolutely gorgeous and I'm such a big fan of them already. (laughs) I think it's so cute. (laughs) Um, But we are coming up on time, uh, unfortunately, but before uh, we sign off here, I would love it if you could share anywhere for the listeners to go and find you where they can buy your stuff, anything like that. Yeah, sure. So my Instagram is scripted by Sara. And
1: I also just recently uh, started a TikTok. (laughs) So that's also scripted by Sara. And my Etsy shop is scripted by Sara Co. So C-O at the end.
0: Oh, I love that. And of course, we're going to put all the links uh, for you to um, connect with Sarah in the show notes. So make sure you go and check it out. Give her a follow, go and support her work, not just by liking and commenting, but by something as well, right? <laughs> you know, this is how we support each other. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for being in the podcast today. It was such an immense pleasure to meet you and speak to you. And I'm so glad that you wanted to join the podcast today and share your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure. Salam alaikum. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you want to connect with me elsewhere, you can find the links to my socials on zahrapederson.com. Before you go, I'd love it if you could leave me a review or tell a friend about the podcast. And if you're new here, you might as well subscribe. You'll be back, I know it, you know it. There's no point in delaying the commitment. Welcome to the sisterhood, babe. Until next time, please don't forget to live in love.